Hello and welcome to your daily dose of commentary. Today we start with the topic. XQC debated H3H3 on reaction content and it was a shit fest. So for those who have a life and don't care about meaningless online stuff, you may not have heard that XQC debated H3H3 on the issue of reaction content yesterday. And Ethan shows DMs saying it was XQC's idea. Fuck, that's dumb. But uh, my statement on this, Remember when XQC claimed he couldn't debate me because my viewers are weaponized and dangerous and he fears for his life? Imagine saying that then going to debate H3H3 Productions given his history. XQC, you are such a pussy mate. And then I link the source. To be clear, this wasn't me firing shots at Ethan and I wasn't saying he shouldn't debate Ethan. I was merely pointing out the double standard and mocking XQC. Because obviously, Ethan Klein has had some whoppers in his day. Statements about bombing people and, and, and rape and all this stuff. Like he's been around for a long time and some really, really egregious takes. I want to see this person be gassed or something. These kind of things where like in context, they still are really weird. But like if you know the full context, you're like, okay, Ethan was clearly just being like hyperbolic or over the top or what have you. Like I don't want to get into the same situation that Charlie put me in where he just ignored why I used my words. But obviously, judging Ethan by the same standard which I'm judged, like obviously Ethan would be even more condemned than I am. So I was just pointing out that double standard. But moving on to the debate, as I have said from the very beginning, I don't think debating XQC is a productive use of time, but mocking him repeatedly on social media is funny. And had we debated, the only reason I would have done so, or the value that I could have seen from that debate, is that XQC would have looked like a moron and it would have been very funny. And apparently, even talking to Ethan Klein of HDHD Productions, apparently that's what happened in the debate as well. I haven't seen it, but I will be watching it eventually, but I've seen some clips. So this is from Mudahar, watching this debate hurts. And so it's just a recording of his screen. Team of designers. And so sometimes our designers are taking stuff way too close to the source. And I agree, I and it's don't not okay. Give a fuck. So does my editors, which makes us about equal on that topic. So you can still sometimes when somebody gets confused at the company when, when when one of the sweatshop guys gets gets, gets it wrong. For the audio-only listeners, the ending scene was Mudahar with a gun in his mouth. I thought it was very funny. There was also this from Jake Lucky. H3 and XQC debate on React content ends in them both just insulting each other and X doing the worm. He actually does the worm in this chat. I heard this shit before I started spreading the wealth of your company to other people. Holy shit, I'm about to come at you guys for things and designs. Jesus Christ, bro. You're being pretty silly, but ours is defensible. Yours is not. Or at least we've made... It's not defensible, but anyway, thank... You know what? I mean, I don't see oh, this conversation uh, going much. Guys, guys, it is defensible thievery, guys. They... No, no I, it, I, I, I... It's I, stealing in the right yeah, way. No, I, 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 I retracted that as soon as I said it, right? What you heard. I said we've corrected the error. Uh, an understandable yeah. error, in my opinion. One that you refuse to remedy after time and time and time again. You provide me zero direct answers. And frankly, I think you know you're wrong, and I think you don't care that you're wrong, because it benefits you greatly. You make a yes. lot of money. You don't want to change what you do. And here's another thing. You're not going to be able yes. to make uh, 12 hours of content for Kick, who paid you $100 million, if you can't steal other people's content. Because if you don't, what the fuck are you going to do? Oh, they sit there and gamble? Nobody's going to watch that shit. Nobody's going to watch this shit already. They don't care about you even having arguments. Clearly, you're not very good at that. You lost 12 viewers, man. My views are very good right now, by the way. So I don't need like a therapist to give us a hint on where, when the tantrum ends. When does it end, Ethan? It seems like when you go on these tangents, you just you go on a rampage and you just ramble and ramble without making any concise point or a question. Is it you're done with that shit? Can we talk like adults now or not? I think this conversation has kind of been exhausted. People would rather watch me full screen cam, do the fucking worm, do than that. watch your prime... Bro, watch do it for content. a week. 
Do a week of no reaction content and see how many fucking views you get. Oh, he's crying in the corner. <laughs> he's actually oh, doing the okay. worm. Sure. I mean, that's content, man. That's not even the worm because he's, he's, content, he's just crawling around as a worm. Like yes, it? do that, bro. Like do that? That sick, dude. dude, do I a week. You fucking love it, man. Bro. This is the most funny event yes, in the great. past fucking four years, bitch. It's, it's awesome. Do a week of no react content. Like, the worm is like, you move your body like this, but he just crawled around on the floor as a worm. So I say to this clip, he actually did the worm on the floor. Don't know what I expected. Probably going to be on a podcast on the weekend that will review this debate. As he debate dodged me, and this is far from a creative work, I think it's fine. But if the debate was all like this, I doubt I'll live through it. So, uh, what a shit fest. But what could you have expected? Like, I sometimes call into question how good of a speaker I am. Like, obviously, I'm far from the best, right? But when I compare myself to people like XQC, can't help but feel good, right? <laughs> as bad as I am at public speaking, at least there are people out there who are worse. So Ethan has just said here, final message from XQC. I know it kills you inside you lost so much time and money in that lawsuit. Ethan responds, which one? I don't know. Whatever, really. You seem so bitter after it. I'm fine. Anyway, when the bills kick in and you're struggling, remind yourself you leaked DMs out of insecurity. And don't forget, I got your whole house on my wrist. Kiss mark. And Ethan responds with a smiley face. There will be people, chat, who still defend XQC. You know that, right? Do you think he's lost even a single subscriber on YouTube? Not that subscribers matter all that much, but it could suggest a change of sentiment. Nope. At least not enough for it to even register. You think his viewership's gonna go down? Nope. It's why I keep saying that as long as you can continue to provide the value to the market that those who find value in your current content were receiving previously, you can keep doing that, then you're you're fine. Nothing will change. It's a very toxic mindset. It's the I've got mine, so fuck you. Yeah, I mean, that's how you generally get to being the biggest on a platform. Yasmin Golds, yeah, San Pikers, yeah, XQCs, they just don't give a fuck about anyone else but themselves. Everything they say is just noise in attempts to continue to build themselves, build their brand, build their influence, build their wealth. And there's very little you can do about it. Was the Red Dead Redemption remaster a good move by Rockstar? So Rockstar finally announced the long-awaited Red Dead Redemption 1, not remaster or remake. On August 17th, the beloved Western experience, Red Dead Redemption and its horror campaign Undead Nightmare arrived together for the first time on the Nintendo Switch and modern PlayStation systems. Like, it looks fine. If you click through here, they do give a little bit more information on their website, the Newswire. But I kind of summarized it in this tweet. Rockstar has finally announced the Red Dead Redemption 1, not remake or remaster. They call it a new conversion by Double Eleven Studios. Only Nintendo Switch and PlayStation 4, that sucks. August 17th digital release date or uh, October 13th physical. $50, ouch. The game came out 13 years ago. And the game still looks like it came out 13 years ago. They didn't even put it on the current generation of consoles. PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and X. I mean, you can play it though on those consoles with the PlayStation 4 version, but obviously it's not gonna take advantage of the more modern hardware. Like the PlayStation 4 came out, I think as TG said, like 10 years ago, as nuts. There is a statement by the CEO of Take Two, I think, where he said that they didn't wanna release low effort ports. This is 100% a low effort port that they're now charging $50 for. I'm sure they'll tweak a thing here or there to make it a little bit better or whatever. And be like, see, see, it looks better. But goddamn, this sucks. We all had such high hopes. Even me, who was not particularly in love with Red Dead Redemption 2, that this would make it, the game more accessible, but it's not on PC. Why is it not on PC? I guess potentially the rumors of the code being either lost or very difficult to work with are perhaps true. They didn't want to 
put in the investment in, in like rebuilding the entire game or something. Why only PlayStation 4 though? It's weird that they say PlayStation 4 when you can play PlayStation 4 games on PlayStation 5 traditionally. So why not just say 4 and 5? Basically, this sucks. My final statement on the issue, seeing a Rockstar announcement and feeling hyped only to feel sad or angry by the end of reading it has become too common. Twitter is leaking streamers' phone numbers. So this is interesting, something about Twitter that I had not considered. Warning streamer friends, do not browse Twitter while you're live. I just had this pop up without warning and it showed my whole goddamn phone number without blanking anything out. Do not accidentally dox yourself. And so it just says here, review your phone is da 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 da, still your phone number. Yes, that is my number, change my number. Now, not only for streamers is this dumb, but like just in general, like you're at a coffee shop or something and you're browsing Twitter and there's someone looking over your shoulder and they go, oh, now I know that person's phone number. You're showing someone something on your phone or something and there's your phone number possibly. You don't want to know your phone number. And there it is, right? Sure, the frequency at which that would happen is very tiny, but obviously there should be some kind of thing where you click it in order to reveal the number, right? I don't remember this ever happening prior to Mr. Musk's taking over, but this does happen very rarely, like very rarely. I'd have to be extraordinarily unlucky for this to pop up when I'm live right now, for example. And so for that reason, there's nothing I can do about it. It's just one more shitty feature of Twitter that is likely gonna remain. This is not a Twitter thing, it is a Twitter thing. It pops up on rare occasions and says, is this through your phone number? I don't know why. Is Moist Critical moving to kick after leaving Twitch? So Charlie released a video saying goodbye Twitch, where he's no longer going to be streaming on Twitch. He's asked Twitch to get him out of his exclusive contract, says it didn't give him that much money anyway, and he wants more freedom to go elsewhere. The reason why this is interesting to me is two things. One, do you guys think he's gonna end up on Kick? It was very strange how hard he went to bat for Kick. And if you've seen my video on the topic, I found his arguments to be terrible. In large part because how successful Twitch is has no impact on anything Amazon does or how it treats its workers or how much bad it will ever do in the future. But that is of course not the case for Kick and Stake. The success of Kick will very much so impact the ability for Stake to do harm to others. And so the equivalence there was entirely false. If he's really ditching out of a contract, it's hard for me to imagine that's just so he can stream on YouTube. Like, why? It's very strange. He says in this, I believe, that he isn't specifically going to kick or he isn't being offered a contract, but that's just how long could his contract possibly have been for where he wanted to get out of it right now? Like, you don't just wake up in the morning and go, oh, I feel so restricted being on Twitch. I need some to be somewhere else. I mean, he took the contract in the first place. It's strange. Like, there must be some impetus that has caused this decision, but we're not let in on that right? Five years, 10 years. I'm pretty sure exclusive contracts have traditionally been for two or three years. Charlie was already streaming on YouTube today. Unless he's offered mass money, I really don't see him going over to Kick. Kick already has a fairly poor reputation, but he was willing to publicly go to bat for the platform on Twitter already. So clearly whatever bad reputation it has, that hasn't stopped him before. One other thing he said in this video that annoys me every time he says it, is he says that he likes the idea of streaming contracts, which is a thing that Kick has started to do to a degree where people are paid a salary to stream rather than having to rely on ad revenue or donations and, and bits and stuff. I hate whenever he says this because he implies that this would be better for viewers in that they can come to a stream and there'll be no ads and they don't have to donate, they don't have to sub and stuff. But ads, donations and subs are the things that pay for contracts, streaming contracts. That's, that's how they make the money. There is never a reality where streaming contracts will replace ads, donations, and subscriptions, paid subscriptions, at least on the viewer end, because those are the things that pay for the contracts. 
there's a reality where streamers get none of the ad revenue, none of the sub revenue, none of the donation revenue, and are just paid a fixed salary. But I don't know why you'd prefer that as a content creator. <laughs> but he keeps saying this and I don't know why. Like, I don't know where he thinks the money for streaming contracts are coming from, but he says it all the time. When you have like multi-millionaires on Twitch who have enough money to live the rest of their lives, who still take subscriptions, who still care about ad revenue, including playing ads more, who still receive donations, it shows that irrespective of what kind of contract people might end up getting in the future in regards to money, people will still want the freedom to be able to take in donations, paid subscriptions, and ads. Like, Charlie's in a position where he's worth tens of millions of dollars. Sure, he doesn't have to care about it, but the amount of people who would be so successful to not want those revenue streams as well as a contract is obviously very, very small. So it's never going to happen. But yeah, that's my thoughts on that. I'm interested to see if he ends up on kick. Do I think it's possible? Yes. Do I understand this decision if he doesn't have an offer or is fishing for an offer from another platform? No. Interesting that Twitch was willing to let him out of his contract, though. I wonder what kind of a negotiation ended up happening there. Charlie has a whole esports team, so I could see Kick signing the Moist team and therefore him joining Kick in that. Yeah, I mean, that would be an interesting move. Rather than taking just an individual streamer, taking an entire org of people. See what happens, I suppose. People are accusing me of getting mad at my viewers for no reason. So I got sent this video. One of the many times Dark Viper AU gets mad at nothing and a viewer. So this video is an unedited four minute clip of me where I calmly say to a viewer, I'm like, I don't want to talk about this. You're wrong. I disagree. Let's move on. Then I say it again. I disagree. Please be silent. I don't want to talk about this. And they keep pressing. And then eventually I snap at them and say, no, you're wrong. Shut up. And then this person makes this clip. Obviously, this clip doesn't contain all the context. And I honestly didn't think it was that bad. So obviously, most people in the description were defending me. This was the only clip on this person's entire channel, and it was five months old. As has been shown many times before, Dark5AU gets mad at nothing and at everything, especially with viewers. In the video, he was confused by a video skipping frames on YouTube, I think. A viewer was trying to help and just got shouted at. He does this very often. A major example was when he was shouting at a viewer in an Among Us game. Yes, you heard that right, in an Among Us game. One more is when he got angry at a viewer for suggesting an Oko slash pacifist run, and it works. He later said that it was not what he needed and he was tired because of his sleeping schedule. No apologies, even though he was the one that overreacted. He chose to read it out loud three times, reacting to the point of shouting just after the first message, which for a large creator isn't acceptable. I'm pretty sure the guy was banned, largely timed out after this. What's the point in helping a man if 99% of the time he'll just shout at you? This is my first video, editing will be bad. The editing was non-existent. I think he put like one arrow in it. So obviously with clips like this, context thrown out the window. So I responded, I was linked to this video. So let me correct the false things in this clip and description. So he said, as has been shown many times before, Dark Viper AU gets mad at nothing and everything, especially with yours. So I explained the situation. I had been experiencing a persistent issue with Adobe Premiere that had lasted around nine months. It had cost me considerable time and money. I had previously said, he cut this out of the clip, that I didn't want to talk about it because I was already frustrated and I was not in a position to fix it. Nerd God, the person who I was responding to, however persisted despite my saying specifically not to. He said in the description as we just saw, in the video he was confused by a video skipping frames on YouTube, I think. This is false. Like, why not just at least communicate the issue I was having? Again, he said, a viewer was trying to help and just got shouted at. No, this is of course false. The viewer stated a half dozen incorrect things over the course of five minutes and was shouted at because he continued after I told him to stop multiple times. This clip cuts out context as I had already addressed Nerd God multiple times before this when he said, it's probably a keyframe subframe. 
The file is corrupt. Nah, the file is corrupt. It has some invalid frames throwing the code off. Regardless, I was very tired at the time. Dealing with such things is part of the job, but no one in 13,000 hours of streaming would not eventually snap at a viewer, irrespective of tiredness. Of course, the uploader said he does this very often. A major example was when he was shouting at a viewer in an Among Us game. Yes, you heard that right, in an Among Us game. I respond, if I did this very often, your major example wouldn't be from over two years ago, and that occurred due to very particular circumstances. He also said, of course, one more is when he got angry at a viewer for suggesting an OCO passes run, and it works. I respond, any person who references the saga of Mac the Black unironically will always be funny. Too long to go into here, but no, you are mistaken on this one. The strategy he was talking about didn't even work as well. Even that particular event was more about mocking him and humor as opposed to sincere anger. There's a clip of me yelling at Mac. I'm not going to get into Mac. That's a story for the iceberg one day, but no. So he said, there were no apologies, even though he was the one that overreacted. I still don't think I overreacted, but I spoke to Nerd God privately and our exchange actually was still quite heated. I have never met a more abrasive man, but I did eventually thank him for trying to help and apologize for snapping at him, as I do. But a very, very frustrating person in the way that he communicates. I don't want to go into it. I want to insult the dude, but uh, if I could find the DMs, I look for them. His name isn't Nerd God, and obviously I get a lot of DMs, but I would show. Yeah, a very confident, opinionated person, let's just say. The uploader said, I'm pretty sure the guy was banned slash largely timed out after this. I respond, he was banned for saying, Lamau, you don't even know and you're getting mad. Imagine not being able to fathom how something works and then getting mad at the outcome. K whatevs. Please let us stay stupid and mad at Adobe. Y'all got every right to. He was later unbanned and is still active in chat to this day. The original uploader said, what's the point in helping a man if 99% of the time he'll just shout at you? I respond, badgering me when I specifically said to drop it is not helpful. <laughs> he was banned for two hours. Yeah, it wasn't exactly a long ban. His final statement was, this is my first video, editing will be bad. I respond, this is not a video, this is a clip of my live stream. As it only exists specifically to misrepresent a situation, I will consider providing you with a seven day notice to take it down. If you do not do so, your account will be struck. You can of course just be an honest person and take down the footage yourself, up to you. So they did take down the video. So I didn't strike them, but they had seven days to take it down. It could always be the case that he would do what Mac once did, where he would then just re-upload the video with him like every 30 seconds saying some random nonsense or something just for the purposes of keep the clip up. But that's the risk I'm taking, I suppose. Very dumb video. Why didn't I download it? I like keeping these kind of things for my records. Like I could absolutely find this footage, but now I have to go investigative journalism style where I have to get the dates in which Nerd God spoke and then go into my footage and find the time, which shouldn't be that hard, but like I could just download the clip. Can I just get the same clip? Oh no, it's, it's um, you got it with cap cut or whatever way. It's just four minutes on my live stream. But half of it, I'm not even speaking. It's weird. So yeah, if you uh happen to see that clip and wonder why it's not there anymore, there you go. But obviously a normal person wouldn't address something like this because I only had 3,500 views or whatever, but it was given to me and I had some time, so. Answering your most interesting questions. Is GT5 the only game you play? And do you ever slow down and actually enjoy the game instead of giving yourself tons of stress trying to speed on it? Man, this must be an old question. Obviously, I play GT5 in many different ways, often very casually, especially in GT Online. I don't ever play GT5 without an explicit goal. I'm not one of those people who will boot up a game and just like drive around in a car. Although I do see the appeal of that in some way. I'm a person who likes to have goals and I like to achieve them. That's what gives me enjoyment in basically anything that I do. Obviously, I play other games but usually on stream. Most of the time off stream, I am just editing and watching YouTube videos in parts. Something starts to load, hit YouTube to play. I need a five minute break, hit YouTube to play. It's why prior to 
my YouTube kind of career, or at least taking off in 2018, 2019, I would watch a lot of Twitch because I more cared about like a consistent background noise while I was playing some video game. But now that I edit, it's more important to be able to pause whatever I'm consuming and therefore I watch far more YouTube. One of my thoughts on YouTube clickbait and how far you think it's ethical. As long as whatever is in your title and thumbnail accurately communicates the content of your video, I think it's fine. As I've said before, I don't like these thumbnails where it's like, you won't believe what happened. Like it doesn't communicate anything about the premise of what's in your video. I'm not overly concerned about it though. As in worst case scenario, a person clicks into a video and wastes 30 seconds of their life. It can be annoying, but I just don't want people to directly lie in their thumbnail and title. So it's like tier one, somewhat sensationalized communication of what's in the video. I mean, it's like, this is the best dog ever. It's like, okay, maybe it's probably not the best dog ever, but it's a dog and it's good. And that's what you're trying to show. Moving one below, like you won't believe what animal this is. Like you're obscuring the premise of the video to make people more interested. That's more egregious to me, right? You should tell people that it's a dog. So people who are interested can click it because it's a dog, right? And then there's the lowest level, which is I have a dog with three heads. You're just lying to get people to click in the video. And, and at this point, I'm like, yeah, fuck you. You shouldn't be doing that. If you had known just how difficult and how long it would take to complete Oko, would you still have chosen to do it in the beginning? It probably depends on the day that you asked me this question, whether I would say yes or no. Feeling right now tired and somewhat defeated, I'm like, no, <laughs> no. A full answer to this question would largely depend on what I would have done otherwise. It is obvious that the one hit KO series did help me have consistent entertaining content over a long period, but there was a time in the middle, potentially 70% of the middle, where I was so done, things were getting far more repetitive, it was stopping me from making potentially more interesting things. The videos from the No Damage were like some of the worst performing on my channel. And I could have hypothetically done other things that could have been more successful. But also, maybe I wouldn't have done things that were more successful. For example, the final video of me succeeding is one of my most viewed videos of all time, has 5 million views. Even despite the controversy with unnames, obviously the video still did very well. And obviously it did well promoting me on, on YouTube and whatnot. Could I have done better than that if I wasn't distracted with the series? And maybe I couldn't have. But I suppose I'm only answering the question from a business perspective from like a challenge runner emotional perspective. Like I consider completing GTA 5 without taking any damage to be one of my best achievements. And so obviously I would still want to achieve that. The process in general was fun, especially in the beginning and towards the end. So while I can't have all information that would influence my position on the issue, I do suspect that I would still have done so, still have attempted it, still completed it. Completing GTA 5 without taking damage takes a long time, but you know what doesn't? Hitting that like and subscribe button. Thank you for watching, and I wish you all the best.